T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The top of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo, privacy simplified, and this hour is being brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto, online at carx.com. Ray, let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Kyle Hendricks is going to be on the mound tonight. I had David Ross on the show. I talk with Rossi every couple of weeks. And I asked him about what's going on with Hendricks. Here's what he told me. The thing that I think that he talks about the most and that we see from the side is the ball gets just a little bit flat. When he's got angle and the sinkers sinking down underneath rather than running across the zone, you just got more room for error and, and you don't have to be so fine. And then, you know, it's a couple of the balls when they do get up, guys put better swings on and they get ball gets in the air. He's a ground ball pitcher. We want to make sure when we do have one of those days where he doesn't deal quite as good and the ball's flattening out, we need to kind of adjust off that a lot sooner than we've done so far. If the ball flattens out tonight against the White Sox lineup, he's going to have a problem. Abreu hitting 591 in 22 at-bats against Kyle Hendricks. But if that ball flattens out like Rossi was talking about, a yakatao. That ball is tattooed into left field. Half is back at the track and the wall, and he's not going to get there. Into the basket, one nothing socks. Yakatao. Make me a bicycle clown. <laughs> Jose got him. Hendricks wasn't terrible yesterday, but Cubs team is struggling to score runs. They got some problems we will discuss. Space drop. Welcome in. My name is Lawrence Holmes, and I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. The White Sox have won three in a row. They take the two-game series from the Cubs. I feel weird saying they swept the two-game series. I don't... So I'm going to say they took the two-game series from the Cubs. We will talk about the White Sox. We will hear from Lucas Giolito. And we'll talk about Liam Hendricks and what he's accomplished over the last few games. Andrew Vaughn is on the IL with that hand. It just... Even though the tests are negative, it doesn't feel right after he got hit in the wrist. If you didn't know, Danny Mendick has been recalled to take that roster spot. So another injury that the White Sox are going through over on the south side. The Cubs are in, in a bad way right now after losing the series to the White Sox. But there might be a little bit of hope on the horizon in the middle of May. I'll explain. But when we come back, 
Man, we are about to get into the weeds on the draft. Dan Durkin is going to join me. He has watched the tape of all of the players that the Bears drafted. He is going to give you his report next here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score. score, 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 score. And 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. Yeah, that'll take some time. It'll take, I mean, in, in scouting, we say it takes three years. Um, I'd like to know tomorrow, but. Um, you know, it'll, it'll take a year or two just to see, again, who develops, who jumps out real quick, who takes a little bit of time. Um, so it'll take a little bit of time. Uh, I don't know if I have a specific number that I want to hit to make sure. I hope they all do. Um, but we'll see how it goes. That was Ryan Poles talking about the draft that has been completed. The Bears have a new draft class, and so... This week, we talked with people and had them break it down. Alex Brown broke it down for us. I've been talking a little bit about it. I love to dispatch Dan Durkin to watch film because I know that he takes it seriously. He's actually joining us on the Twitch today, too. Twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 The Score. If you want to hang out with me and Dan as we talk Bears on our very Bearsy show that we're doing. He also joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. You should be following him if you love football at all. At DJ Durkin is where you can find him. The All-22 Review on YouTube. And now Dan Durkin joins me here on The Score. Dan, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Lawrence. How are you, man? Man, I'm doing great. I'm so happy Good. that you were available and that you had a chance to to kind of look at this. Overall, before we get into individuals, overall, what did you think of what the Bears did on draft days? Uh, I liked it. I mean, you and I, I, I kind of recalled back on some of the conversations that you and I had, uh, you know, in season last year and just how often the secondary came up in those conversations. Just, uh each team picking a seemingly different person each week to pick on. And so 
I really do commend what the Bears have been able to do in one offseason. That's just completely reshaped their secondary, which is so essential in, in this day and age. I think that you're learning and seeing more and more that uh, coverage is becoming king when it comes to really being able to contain an offense. And so when you're dealing with the likes of, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, you know, Justin Jefferson, people like that in your division, uh, I think it's really essential that they move away from, you know, the Kindle Vildors of the world and, you know, people like that. And so um, really like what I've seen from, from Kyler Gordon on, on, on film, uh, Jaquan Brisker as well, Tavon Young in free agency, Thomas Graham looked good in, in spurts last year. So um, given what Iberfus likes to do on, on defense, so much of that is predicated on the secondary and being able to mix and match. He likes to bring pressure from different angles. So uh, kudos for them uh, yeah, you're rebuilding the secondary in, in one offseason, which is a very difficult thing to do. Yeah, they still, I think, need an ass-kicking nickel especially with all the teams that are in 11 personnel. But I thought it was a good start. But I'm also – I'll deal with my existential crisis about the Bears draft a little bit later. I, what When you looked at the tape of, of Kyler Gordon, what did you see? Yeah, man, uh, excellent recovery. And, and what I mean by that is uh, anytime he takes a false step, he's able to – he's got great body control. So if he does take a false step or if somebody – you know, when you're a defensive back, you're, you're reading a, a receiver's hips. And so, you know, you really have to concentrate on that while you keep an eye on the quarterback. So it's very challenging, a lot of peripheral vision. So they're going to be wrong. They're going to be wrong throughout, like, the pattern matching process. But uh, what, what stood out for me was just excellent recovery, really twitchy athlete. And uh, sturdy, when it came to his build, he looks different. You know, what, what, and what I mean by that is just, like, He's more stout. He's really thick through his lower half, so he just looks different for a defensive back. And um, one of the things that I found interesting is he doesn't press a lot with his hands, but he will come up and challenge a receiver. And so he's not really like, uh, you know, Jalen Johnson likes to get his hands. He's very handsy with, with opposing receivers. Gordon's not that way. He'd rather kind of mirror and, and flip his hips and run with them. But um, I, I thought that he was really, really strong when it came to um, – uh, just being able to recover if he was like off in in, in the pattern, and uh, I I think he never allowed a touchdown in, in however many starts that he made. Um, a couple knocks that that I, I saw on tape that I think he needs to work on. Um, he's a he's a he's a shoulder tackler, which in the in the open field could be a bad thing. So you'd like to see him wrap up a little bit more. But um, the no touchdowns allowed and the no penalties allowed, I think, goes a long way. That's hard to do, especially when you're getting beat. But um, he looks different in terms of, like, his physicality. He, he's well-built. He's sturdy. He's got excellent speed. He's got great recovery speed. Uh, gets his hands on a lot of footballs in there. So um, I think now that they have a really strong, young tandem of cornerbacks to work with. Jaquan Brisker, the second-round pick out of Penn State. I, I think that he might be my favorite of the draft picks coming in. What does he look like when you turn on the tape? Yeah, I mean, I think that when you think about – I've been spending a lot of time, like, looking at Eberflus's scheme and then, like, where the Bears were deficient. And so, like, that helps me kind of understand um, why they prioritized what they did. And so when you look at Brisker, um, I think he's a box safety. I think he's going to be a really strong box safety. I, I, that, that's just really what stood out to me when I went back and watched his tape at Penn State. He is excellent in run support. He, he is not, not afraid to stick his nose in there. 
Um, he's not as explosive athletically as as uh, Kyler Gordon is, but um, and he's not going to be that rangy, you know, like I'm going to chase the guy down sideline to sideline, but um, really strong when it comes to um, being inserted either weak or strong into into the formation and really getting his nose on the ball. So I, I like that a lot. Another guy, no penalties. And, and so um, when, when you look at Eberflus's scheme and the importance and the criticality of the safety position, um, he, he doesn't blitz a lot, but what, when he does blitz, he's typically, you know, blitzing from like a mug look, trying to single up one of his defensive ends, but he likes to use his safeties as well. So I think that Brisker is going to be really strong when it comes to that part of it. And, and then the, the fact that I said he's not a, you know, like a premier top shelf athlete, that's fine. Cause I think that he's strong enough to, to definitely pattern match with a tight end. And so I, I do agree with you uh, in terms of like, he, he to me is again, another day one starter with it. When you go back and watch Penn State film, he always seemed to be the guy that was making a play for that defense when they needed it in really crucial moments. So that, to me, speaks to, like, you know, not, not caving to the pressure of the situation, football awareness, football intelligence, all of those types of things, and then just making a play when it comes your way. So um, really like those two additions right off the rip. I think they got two, two immediate day one starters, which is, you know, really all you can ask for with your, with your two second-round picks. Those two guys plus Jalen Johnson, how do you think that impacts the type of play that we should see from Eddie Jackson now? Yeah, you know, it's going to be really interesting because I'm wondering how, um, like, what the conversations have been like between Eberflus and and Eddie Jackson. Um, Just in terms of Eddie has not been the same guy since, since he signed his deal. And, and so I'm wondering if a new coach with new accountability might be able to get a, a different level of play out of him. But uh, when you look at the success of Iverflu's Ever, scheme, it comes down to knowing your assignment, being where you, you need to be on the field, but making plays when, when, when the ball is there. And so I think getting, getting Eddie more on that ball hawking, you know, perched over the top role is going to suit him well rather than having him be the one that needs to insert himself weak or strong into the, the offensive formation. But um, I think there's some interchangeability too because, as I mentioned before, he does like to bring his safeties up and blitz. And I think Eddie's a pretty good blitzer. And so I think that um, I liked how the Bears tinkered with Eddie in the slot last year. So I think that he could be that versatile piece in the back end now that he has other parts that are going to be, you don't have to be as worried about, you know, singling up Gordon, like you don't need to give him as much help or you don't need to give Jalen help. So it gives you a lot of versatility when you don't feel like you're always incumbent on, hey, we need to be too high on this one because we could get a leak on this side because of Jalen or a leak on this side because of Kyler. I don't think that's going to be the case. The Bears didn't have that luxury last year. They had to play a lot of those, you know, like, you know, too, too deep looks just to account for the fact that there's a good chance somebody's going to get beat over the top. And so we need to make sure that we have some help over there. So how he uses his safety is going to be really interesting. I, I think that there's some mis, misconceptions too, just about Eberflus' scheme in general. He's not a Tampa two guy. They do run some Tampa two. They are a cover two primary. That's their primary shell, I would say. But um, he, he does a lot of safety rotations. I, I thought one, one of the, the cooler things that I saw um, – is you know how the offense typically will use motion or they'll use shift as their their mechanism to get um, coverage indicators from the defense near the end of his tenure with with Indianapolis, which speaks to you know working with the same people over those few years. 
he would, when teams would motion, he would run somebody with them to make, you know, to give the illusion like, oh, this is man, and they'd play his own shell behind it. Now, all of a sudden, you've flipped it on the offense. So I, it's going to take time because you have a lot of youth in the secondary now. But um, I think in the next couple of years, you're going to see some really creative coverage come out of there. And, it, again, it has to do with getting more pieces in there that can complement people like Eddie and allow him to do what he does well. When you look at Valus Jones Jr., how do you think he will be used by the Bears? Yeah, it's, he's a, he's an interesting one. Um, I, I think that he could be an immediate day one kick and punt returner, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, him with a, a patch of grass in front of him, he is he is like really really fast, like exceptionally fast. You can you can see it, and um, difficult to bring down in the open field. So I see uh, immediate you know, contributor, if not the, the, the starter as the kick and punt returner. So you have a, a win from a special teams perspective. Now, when it comes to his route running, he ran a very, very limited route tree at, at, at Tennessee. So that's the caution here. When, when you go back and, and look at his film, it was pretty basic, you know, slants, um, go routes, you know, now routes or stop routes. Um, you know, you, you saw some, some digs, but really limited and, and maybe that's just what they wanted him to be in the scheme and so now what what does that mean for um you know the guest and like how he wants to use him i think he can be um really strong in their rpo package you know if you do give um the, the defense something to think about he could be that that quick guy in the back side that you're running the slant with um he can be i think very effective on jet sweeps so um, I, I see him more as a plus contributor right off the bat on special teams with a small package of plays primarily driven off of their RPO scheme uh, as far as his immediate contributions as a receiver. I think that he has a ways to go in terms of really refining um, his route running because um, you, will, you can only run around people for so, for so long. I mean, you have to eventually be able to um, deceive and you need to be able to um, you know, break or create separation from a defensive back base and how you can set them up with your feet. I don't think he's there just yet, but uh, in terms of the raw athleticism, very, very high. And so um, they, that, that kind of brings me back to like, I, I think one of the narratives that came out of the draft that was really interesting to me was how bothered people were by um, the fact that they didn't go for a receiver earlier, or if they didn't go for a receiver in free agency, and how that might be some sort of like indicator of they don't believe in fields. I view it exactly the opposite. I view it as these are, I think that the team fully recognizes where they are at in their development right now. And fields is their guy. Don't forget, they have the fifth year option with him as well. Next year will be really about like figuring out which aspects of the scheme he runs best and really kind of figuring out how you're going to curate the offense around him. And then you go for, you know, when, whether it's in free agency or with your first pick next year, then you go and find the receiver that he really needs. He does need a dependable guy that's going to be able to, to get him catches. I think Darnell Mooney might be able to be that a little bit, but to me, Darnell Mooney is probably best as like a two or a three. And so I don't view any of the moves or the lack of moves that were made as a wide receiver as anything correlated to the team's belief in, in Justin Fields. I actually view it in the opposite. So Valus Jones, see him as a special teams contributor right off the rip, but um, I, I think they will be able to carve a small, small package primarily off the RPO scheme for him to, to succeed in. Dan, I got 30 seconds left. Out of the rest of the guys that were drafted or free agents, is there anyone that you like? 
Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think that uh, of one, I, I think they're going to potentially find a right guard in this group. Uh, Zach Thomas from uh, San Diego State is a guy that stood out to me because he's played left tackle, he's played right tackle, he's played guard. He's he played in a primarily a zone-based running scheme, and so I think that he's a guy I would keep an eye on as being in the mix for that right guard spot, which to me is the most glaring need currently on the offensive line. So he's the one that I would pencil in as a potential contributor right off the bat, or at least in the mix for that role as a starter. Dan, as always, I appreciate it. You do a great job of breaking down the tape. People love when you come on and give us your insight into what you're seeing. Thank you so much for joining me today, and let's talk again during the offseason. Absolutely. Be well, Lawrence. Good to see you. That is Dan Durkin. Follow him on Twitter, at DJ Durkin, man. That guy, he he crushes tape, man. He crushes tape. So show him some love on Twitter. Ask him questions, at DJ Durkin. He will answer them. In great detail, as you saw. There's a new casino coming to the city. Joe Ostrowski and I are going to talk about that next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Joe Ostrowski, host of BetQL Daily. When early odds is on the air on Saturdays, there are a lot of people that tune out. They don't want to hear sports betting. But when you really break it down, it's just sports talk. The best gambling analyst in the country. Want to bet? I'm Jordan with the mic. Want to gamble? When I reach out to people that have models or some odds makers, what maybe once upon a time it was three points for home field, Right now, and most people aren't aware of this, it's one and a half to two points. Joe Ostrowski on the Lawrence Holmes Show, right damn now. Joe joins me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. You can check Joe out on Early Odds, Saturday mornings on The Score, and BetQL Daily, daily, Monday through Friday, on the Odyssey app. He is brought to you by PointsBet. Joe, how successful were betters over the last week with the NFL draft? If you took it seriously, if you took the time to do the research, and this doesn't involve jumping in the week of, like Monday morning is when everything moved on Trayvon Walker, number one overall pick. Peter King had his mock out, a lot of the other uh, newsmakers out there started to post their mocks and people were paying attention because it's draft week. But what's interesting about the draft to me is even if you jump in late, you could have won a lot of money. It's about following the information. And this year, without quarterbacks being involved at the top, everything seemed to be up for grabs. If we go back to last college football season, the odds for the favorite on the number one pick changed nine times. Wow. Nine to- it was amazing, amazing to watch, and that's the one part of the draft that's uh, that's posted year-round. And if you were paying attention, you could have uh, gotten Trayvon Walker the week before the draft at 2 or 3-1 to one to be the number one pick, and you could have also had Hutchinson at a much larger number uh, a little bit before that. And Hutchinson was the favorite at a couple of different junctures. Uh Let's see. Number three overall pick. We talked about it last Thursday. Lovey Smith there. What are they going to do? Are they, are they going to play to what he wants? They need everything. They end up going with Derek Stingley Jr. Earlier in the month, Stingley was 100-1 to 1 to be the third pick. Wow. 100-1. to 1. 
So, I mean, there are so wow. many opportunities. And if you, what's, what I found most fascinating is after the fact, going back and looking where the draft position moved, where the betting market moved it, they were right on Stingley. Stingley was 12 and a half. Time of the draft, he was seven and a half. He goes three. They were right on Alave, 22 and a half. It goes down, it's bet down to 16 and a half. He goes 11. They were right on Notre Dame safety, Kyle Hamilton. Opened very high, five and a half. A lot of, lot of bad news about Hamilton a month before the draft, about its 40 time. Team's concerned about this or that. Play safety. It's bet down to 12 and a half, and he still goes over. Betting market nailed that one. Uh, the betting market was all over wide receivers in the first round, over five and a half. So much that they moved the number from five and a half up to six and a half. Six go in the first 18 picks. And then no more the rest of the way, even though Kansas City and Green Bay each had two more selections in that first round. It's uh, it's something it's I think it's the best betting opportunity of the year. If you want to pay attention, there's a lot going on in the month before the draft. We've got March Madness. We've got opening day, the Masters, NBA playoffs are starting, end of the NHL starting. There's so much going on. The books can't keep up with any of this. And Lawrence, I think the biggest part is there isn't some algorithm. It's all about the news. If you follow the news, if you're on top of it, you will have the edge over the sports books. Sports books hate it, but they have to post it because competition is posting these numbers and the people love the draft. They want to bet on it. Sports books go in knowing we're going to lose money and I'm going to have to answer to my bosses. Wow. I mean, that's a great note for people to be thinking about for next year's draft. Like, get on top of your information, and it could be a money-making venture for you next year. For the or, draft. or right now for the NBA. Start looking. Start looking and see where, you can, where you're getting the best information. Like, you know, BetQL Daily might be a place where <laughs> you could find some of that great information. Joe, I'm going to ask you a question that sounds stupid. And I know that it sounds stupid. Is this really the best time to start a brick-and-mortar casino? Well, the projections would tell the city that it is. So you're going to lose the Bears, and you're going to bring in a mega casino, I guess. Now, remember when this was supposedly put in the works? It was a few years ago when I was covering... Uh, when when sports betting was passed in the state of Illinois, so and then COVID you happened, you were going down to Springfield to, yeah. to go through the the legislative process of this. That was three full years now, I think. Wow, yeah, that sounds right because it was the end of the spring session, which carried over uh, into June of that year. Um, I don't think so, but but here's what it is. I mean, the city is projecting the casino to bring in two hundred million dollars a year. In annual tax revenue and that's going to help a whole lot with the police and fire pensions uh, the upfront payment I was talking about it the other day uh, with Parkinson Spiegel about why the, the reports are that Bally's is going to win and even though the mayor came out a day and a half ago and said there's no truth to this this is all hashtag fake news she didn't say that but I just added that um, but <laughs> took my liberties the <laughs> she said, oh no truth not true at all no uh uh and here we are this morning this comes out uh, the original plan was the upfront payments to the city was going to be $25 million. So I'm sure that's why she said it's not true. So she can get that money a little bit higher. Uh, uh, reportedly, that's up to $40 million. $40 million to the city and an upfront payment 
$4 million annually. So from that perspective, when I throw those dollars at you, you can understand why. Okay, still, I guess people are going to go in casinos. I guess we're going to get tourists uh, downtown. So we, uh, we have uh, Bally's River West. It is a $1.7 billion, with a B, dollar project at the Tribune Publishing Plant, Chicago and Halstead. The residents, not pleased from everything that I've heard. Uh, I saw that 62% of the people who were polled in, I think that's the 42nd Ward, mm -hmm. strongly oppose a casino being built in their ward. I saw a 2,300-person survey over there, probably by another company, that said 81% opposed. So... Yeah, that's a lot of traffic, and I understand. So, so they get the nod over Hard Rock, which was going to be the Soldier Field location, and Rush Street Gaming in the South Loop. The Rush Street Gaming one is fascinating because we have rivers just twenty miles away, and the power of Neil Bloom. So, I you know early on in the process, I thought he would get it, but the most money is Bally's River West as far as the projections and everything. They're promising thousands of jobs, uh, so. This is the selection. It became official this morning. You ready for the details on what this is going to be? Yes. Ooh. Okay. Six restaurants, three bars, 170 table games, 3,400 slots, a 500-room hotel, a 3,000-seat theater there. Oh, wow. So put this into perspective so all of these other casinos in the state that are operating are allowed 2,000 what they call gaming positions and the reason that this is called a mega casino is because it's the only casino in the state that's that is allowed double that when this was passed a few years ago 4,000 gaming positions so that's why you have 3,400 slots and 170 table games Wow. And, and I'd imagine I, you're spending all this money. By the time this is built, probably going to have a sports book, you would think. I would for think. sure, right? Yeah. Like, you, you wouldn't do this if you didn't have that part of it, too. Uh, and what they're saying now, temporary site could be up in the second quarter of 2023, permanent site early 2026. Wow. Okay. We'll and see. that con that <laughs> concert venue is interesting, too, because it's it's perfect for – like acts that maybe we're going to do like the Chicago theater, for example, like now mm -hmm. you go a few blocks down and you've got this casino that you're doing it. So I wonder how, how a lot of the venues in town feel about some of this stuff as well. Joe, Celine Dion going to come and stay in Chicago for a month or no, do that like they do in Vegas, the Brittany center, Brittany, no, <laughs> no, she's got the United center. That's where she's doing her shows or maybe even soldier field. When, it, when it's warm. Um, <laughs> what did you think of the Bears draft? I was cool with it. I was fine. I didn't understand the overreaction. I get the idea. Oh, you've got to help Justin Fields. But look, a, a lot of those same people going into the draft, well, we need everything, so it's really <laughs> going to be hard to mess this up, right? And plus, he's not Ryan Pace. He's a different Ryan P. So it's going to be fine, right? And then you go on Twitter Saturday morning, like, Really? The what man are doing it, without a first round draft pick. Calm down. It's fine. You just said they need everything. And you're right on that point. They do need everything. And what's fascinating is a lot of these numbers don't move. 
of futures numbers based on what happens in the draft. The only one that had significant movement was the Eagles because they added A.J. Brown, of course. They made a, they made a number of moves. They move up and they get their guy Jordan Davis. But the Bears' numbers are moving in the wrong direction. Really? When the, yeah, when the win total opened up, it was seven and a half. Just the other day, actually yesterday, I was talking about this with Mully and Haw. Uh, it was six and a half at points bet, but there were still some sevens in town. I just looked at four sports books in state. There aren't any sevens left. It's all six and a half across the board. That is the same win total wow. as the Detroit Lions. Now, the juice is different, but the win total's the same. Bears to miss the playoffs is minus 400. That implies an 80% probability that they will miss the playoffs. My math says it's higher than 80% that they will miss the playoffs. Mine, too. <laughs> the division odds at points bet. It's the Bears in third at plus 800, the Lions fourth at plus 1,200. My gut is telling me, is there really that big of a difference between the Bears and the Lions? You're telling me the win total is the same. I don't know that there should be that difference. So I looked around at some of the other sports books. Um, There's another one, Lawrence, where, where you know some people. They have the Bears and Lions the exact same odds to win the NFC North. That actually makes more sense to me. I agree. Sure. And I think other I, sports books will be there. They're farther along in, in where they're at. So we shall see. Joe, as always, great information. And check out Joe on Early Odds Saturday morning. Check out BetQL Daily on the Odyssey app. Show him some love. Follow him on Twitter as well. Joe, I'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Lawrence. Take care. That is Joe Ostrowski, my man, talking about the the moves that were made during the draft and what that does. Okay, so this is what we've done so far today. Along with talking a little bit about the Cubs and the Sox, and I promise there'll be some more of that in the 1 o'clock hour, we've looked at the Bears draft from a film perspective. We've looked at it from a betting perspective. And next, we're going to look at it from a reporting perspective. Jason Leisure is going to join me to talk about why the Bears did what they did. Next, here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.